Welcome everybody to Drop the Glove Sports Podcast, where it's madness, baby! And fully loaded. Oh yeah! Hey guys, it's Charlie. And it's Mike. Welcome to, we're calling it Fully Loaded. Fully Loaded. Yeah, that's the name of the show for today. I mean, we got a heck of a lineup of sports news, and we got a ton of beer. Like, yeah. Ton of beer. Yeah. Oh my, I told Mike, bring everything. And that he he showed me a picture of what he was bringing for tonight's show, and I asked like, "Hey, do you have any other like just in case I don't like any of these like safe options or whatever?" And he's like, "Yeah, I think I still got some Ryan Guy Cincy uh, Braxton Road Trip," and I was like, "Yeah, just bring it all, just bring it all," and that. So on my side of the, um, do we want to say table? Table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of sitting at a bar top, but. Um, on my side of the table, I got Braxton Bavarian, Braxton Road Trip, Rheingeist uh, Cheetah, Guinness Stout, uh, Westside Brewing Milk Stout, and Mad Tree Shade and Happy Amber. Those are our returning beers. We've had these on our show before, uh, but on Mike's side is the fully loaded side. Yes. So on my um, side of the bar slash table we have new beers that i um picked out so um from braxton we have graders caramel macchiato milk stout it's a it's a collab that braxton and graders do together and we also from braxton we have winter trip which is like the i guess the road trip before road trip <laughs> came out yeah. And then from Rheingeist, we have Zango and Slangria. Zango is a ale with apple, mango, and tangerine. And then Slangria is... Apple, pomegranate, blueberry, and lime. All right. And what's next to Rheingeist? Uh, Christian Moraline, strawberry, banana, pig. I've had the strawberry pig. Not, not the strawberry banana, but the strawberry pig... Oh, it tastes awesome. I love that one. And then, what do we got there, Mike? Um, from Sagatuck Brewing Company. Don't know where that is, <laughs> but um, it sounds interesting. I like blueberries, so it's a blueberry maple stout. And it's got a picture of a lumberjack with a beer and blueberry pancakes. Kind of looks like me, almost. <laughs> I'm not a lumberjack and I don't care. Little Monty Python for y'all. Um, from Breckenridge Brewery in uh, Colorado, it, I have a Nitro Irish Stout and a Nitro Vanilla Porter. And then from Left Hand Brewing Company, I have a Milk Stout Nitro. I don't know where uh, Left Hand Brewing Company is, but looks kind of interesting. And then from the great state of Ohio, Mantry Legendary Lager is um, it's a tribute to uh, Ezra Charles, one of uh, Cincinnati's uh, boxers. Yeah. So that's that's the new beer that we're having tonight on the show. Yep. So, man, this is gonna be fun. I I'm just like so many tasty choices. Um, man, I don't know what I want to try. There's too many. Um, well, Mike, what do you want to try? 
To me, I don't. I want to try the blueberry uh, maple stout. That sounds interesting. I did have the nitro uh, vanilla porter from Breckenridge Tuesday night. Ooh. So that was very uh, delicious, I believe. So um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go and try the blueberry stout. All right. Well, I'm going to try. I'm eeny meeny money mo. Give me the nitro Irish from Breckenridge. All right. There you go, sir. And that. Ladies and gentlemen, on your marks, get set, crack it. Ooh, I like the sound. Did you hear that? I like the sound of that. Oh my gosh, that sounded awesome. I just opened up the Irish stout and it just made like a whooshing sound. Ooh, this smells, this Maya blueberry maple smells, smells delicious. All right, ready? All right, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Tastes like I'm drinking pancakes and maple syrup. <laughs> I like it. The Irish stout is good too. So not it, a bad choice, I guess. It, no, uh, to be honest with you, it's probably um, yeah. It says it even on the can: smooth, cascading, dry stout brewed with roasted Irish malts. So I'm, if I had to guess, I would say this is probably something almost along the lines of the Guinness. Hmm. And that because Guinness is made with uh, nitro as well or they do have nitro yeah Guinness as well but um, yeah that's the way I would describe it kind of tastes like a, a Guinness remember folks when we when there is a pause in our podcast it's we're drinking the beer <laughs> yeah nothing is wrong with your headphones nothing is wrong with the podcast we are enjoying the beer and I mean, we don't like dead air, but at the same time, you have to appreciate. We we have to appreciate what we just cracked. Yes. So let me read the let me read the back of this uh, can uh, to you. All right, go for it. A rich, it's a a rich sweet stout with a classic malt uh, characteristics with a bold unique twist. The beer tastes like you crammed a fat stack of blueberry pancakes. Into a pint, a pint glass, and smothered it with maple syrup. Channel your inner lumberjack because it, it it's in a real, it's in a real for a treat. Okay, huh. I think I just stumbled over myself, but hey, yeah, it I, is what it is. I just noticed something. This is the first time where we've both cracked open a stout together. We've never cracked open a stout together on any of the previous episodes. Cheers, oh, man! Cheers, bro. Okay, you take a sip and then I'll think so there's no dead air. Oh man, this is actually good beer. And we're seven minutes in and we're still talking about beer. Hey, it's it's fully loaded. We, we're just going with fully it. Fully loaded. He said the word! <laughs> okay. Pee Wee well. Herman for you. <laughs> the beer is going to be awesome for this show. We may even have to crack open another one. Probably. And that during this show. Guys, like I said, the title is going to be fully loaded. Not only because of the variety of beer we have but also the amount of sports news that came out this past week i mean it's like it's almost as if the sports world heard us last week and was like man these guys barely talked about anything other than football it's like we we need to give them something and so what did the universe do dropped a bomb on us yep (laughs) so we got we got some more nfl news i know people it's march what, I mean, we're, we're sick of it, too. But 
We have March Madness going on right now, and we also have some hockey news and some stories to get into. So thank you, Sports World, for dropping this on our on us this week because now we can go to town. We're, and are you ready? I'm ready. I am so ready. Let's do this. First, let's get into the NFL. We have three big stories, and we talked about mostly quarterbacks last week on our show. And dang it, Sports World. More quarterbacks. More quarterbacks. So I'm going to go in order of signing here. Okay. So first was the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott agreed to a $160 million four-year contract extension where Dak is guaranteed $75 million in his first year of this new deal. So, Mike, is this a good deal? Do you think Dak is worth this much? And are, and do you think it's about damn time Dallas did this? Well, yeah, that, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's about damn time that Jerry Jones signed this guy. Is he worth the money? Eh, we'll see. We'll see if he's worth it because Dallas, Dallas needs to do some work. Like I said last week, you know, they need a defense. They need somebody to protect Dak so he doesn't get hurt. And the Cowboys need to make the damn playoffs. You know, they get to the playoffs. I know when Romo played, they get to the playoffs and freaking lose. So, Cowboys want to be relevant. That's, they need to get their asses in gear and protect Dak. Just like the Bengals need to do to protect Joe Burrow. So Yeah. Um... I think it's about damn time. You're right. It's about damn time that the Cowboys did this. I mean, it was all. It was kind of one of the storylines from last year. Like, hey, what what's going to happen with Dak and the Cowboys? I mean, uh, what's going what's going to happen there? I think this is huge. To be honest with you, I don't think I would have done this if I was Jerry Jones or if I was anybody in the Dallas Cowboys. Where I go, 160 million on. On Dak, I and and four years too. In the first year, he's guaranteed seventy five of that one hundred and sixty million. It's like I think I don't think this was a very well negotiated contract by the Dallas Cowboys part. Dak and his agent are probably dancing, going, "I can't believe they agreed to it." I think uh, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I think um, Dak's uh, agent is Rosenhaus, the same guy that was uh, Terrell Owens' uh, agent. Okay. There again, I could be wrong. I don't know. We'll have to check that out, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll get it on the next episode or whatnot. Yeah, I was about to say, he, Dak has to produce. The Cowboys have to produce. They're in a huge slump right now. The organization is where you need to make the playoffs. I mean, it ha- I mean, it's always a goal. Yeah, for any team, for any team to get to the playoffs, but Dak definitely needs to get there. He yeah. needs to prove himself. So a four-year contract where for 160 million and you're guaranteed 75, you better win because yeah. that 75 million, if they don't win or get to the playoffs at all or even far into the playoffs at all, if I was Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, I'd be like, anybody want Dak? Anybody want anybody want him? Because we made a mistake. Well, the thing is, the NFC East, that that that. Um division is is garbage I mean, it's a shit show it, it, it was proven this year you know <laughs> it was like the washington football club um you mean you mean the washington redskins <gasps> dun, dun, dun. but yeah the washington red or 
Almost did it. Say it. Washington, the Washington Redskins, they made the playoffs with a losing record. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened. I could Again, could be wrong, but I don't think that's ever happened in the NFL since they realigned or, you know, did the revisions of the divisions I, and whatnot. I, I don't think they were planning on that ever happening, but... Well, there again, you know, with COVID and everything, it... <sighs> You got to put an asterisk next to everything that is like COVID related yeah. or something. It's like, I mean, eventually those asterisks will go away and be like, well, they did this, e- well, they did this even with COVID or or whatever, and then eventually it'll just be like, oh man, they haven't done this since blah blah blah, and there will be no asterisk because it, it it'll just be it'll be normal by that time, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, and that knock so on wood. yeah, knock on wood. Um, so yeah. Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, but I do have... So, last week, uh, we talked about the situation with Dak, and we also talked about the situation with Russell Wilson, yeah. who is not in this list, but we did mention him because wasn't Russell Wilson looking at, at Dallas. Dallas? Yeah, so, he was looking at Dallas. So, with, now with this signing, you would think, I, I think it's pretty obvious Russell Wilson is not going to, to Dallas. I, I think that'd be safe to say, but, you know... And until we hear anything from New Orleans, yeah, I did. I did hear well. this morning. I did hear this morning uh, that uh, Drew Brees is looking to return to uh, New Orleans, like you said last week. So maybe that's not an option. So if essentially, there's two places where Russell could go that were mentioned we're not going to pull an espn thing again where we said oh russell wilson's two choices are now this no 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 no. (laughs) the likelihood of those two choices are still in running he could go anywhere Anywhere, else yeah so but the likelihood of the other two choices is Chicago chicago and las vegas yeah so uh so those two are becoming more a possibility than the than New Orleans and Dallas now. Right. So, moving on, next uh, quarterback signing was the New England Patriots and Cam Newton, who we briefly discussed last week, as well, agreed to a one-year deal worth up to fourteen million plus incentives. Now, the incentives were not listed. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. They didn't show them on the NFL website when I clicked on the article and read and read the deal, but. It seems like New England is giving Cam a second chance with still, this contract. I still think this is a stupid move, but there again, I to be honest with you, I could really care less about the New England Patriots. I'm not a fan. I wasn't a fan of Cam Newton to begin with, and I just I think this was a dumb move on on New England's part, unless they decide to draft a quarterback in the in the in a draft or go out and sign a quarterback that's like like an Andy Dalton or something you know but I I think this is a dumb a dumb dumb move on New England's part Mm -hmm. do you think New England will look to build around Cam because of this this uh I'll say I'll say it's a second chance more than likely I mean I Belichick is the quarterback whisperer I guess you know, you saw what he done with Brady, but Brady has pure God-given talent. I mean, not not to knock Cam, he's got talent too, but he's a bit more of a diva, and I don't think he cares about, you know, the practice and whatnot. 
He doesn't. He doesn't care. He care. He's in it for himself. Is pretty much what I'm saying. Okay. He he's more in it for. He believes he has the talent to where he doesn't require the hard work. Exactly. Okay. I think if you're going to offer a one year deal like for Cam uh, in New England, this is a second chance. Uh, you you better produce better than what you did last year uh, to for this fourteen million and all plus incentives. Also, I mean, hopefully New England can build around him, give him like build the right players, yeah, and that, or even draft the right kind of talent, wide receivers and offensive linemen and everything to where he can perform and shine like he did when he was in Carolina and got Carolina to a Super Bowl. Yeah. So. And the one, the one thing about that too is uh, the Patriots did release one of the offensive linemen that would protect Cam as uh, Joe to- Tooney. Uh, what did he? They, they just they was up for resigning. They didn't franchise tag. They didn't franchise tag him, and they just let it release him. Okay, so he's off in free agency. Yeah, he's off in free agency. Okay, what I mean is that is he a big name in terms of yeah, offensive he's a, lineman? Yeah, he's a good offensive lineman. Okay, you know I saw again I saw something this morning that uh, I think the Bengals again I'm not trying to pull ESPN. I just I saw I don't know where I saw it from, but I did see something. That the Bengals were looking at him. <laughs> Don't know how true it is, but that that would be that would be mm, huge for the Bengals yeah, because the first, they need a big offensive line. Yeah, they need somebody. I mean, not just him. one. I mean, you need more than him, but yeah. you need big offensive linemen for for. I mean, Cincinnati desperately needs them, and uh, so I mean, but adding him that would fill a hole. Yeah. But it wouldn't like make the whole offensive line better, b- better or anything, right, or right. or appear big or anything like that. It'd just be like, oh, okay, one big guy versus with four other guys lined up next to him. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Patriots uh, one year deal, fourteen million plus incentives. Don't know what the incentives are. Hopefully, it's worth it. Hopefully, Cam produces. We'll see. Uh, to be honest with you, I would still pick Buffalo. To win the division, yeah. As of right now, I mean, it is March. It is early. The Super Bowl was only about three or four weeks ago. So, but I would pick Buffalo again uh, to win the division. And but who knows? We'll see. Maybe maybe Bill Bill Belichick is giving Cam a second chance to be like, hey, I was just scratching the surface with him. Give me one year with him, and maybe we can turn it around. So who knows? And then finally, the third quarterback, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have signed the GOAT, Tom Brady, to a one-year extension that saves the team $19 million in cap space. Doesn't, doesn't seem like Brady's going anywhere for a while. It's a one-year extension. However, they did void the contract to where it could be a potential extra four. Yeah. So, But it all depends on what happens. Uh, with cap space and everything. So, doesn't appear Tom is going anywhere anytime soon for a year or more. So, is Tampa now a, a team to be reckoned with? And will Tampa repeat? Well, Is Tampa yeah. the new dynasty team? Well, that's yet to be seen. So, I mean, they still, they, uh, I think, well, I saw, again, I was watching SportsCenter this morning. They need still need to resign Gronk. Antonio Brown 
and a few other offensive players for Brady to, you know, work his magic with. But if they if Tampa Bay gets some guys resigned, you know, they can work out a deal with Brown and Gronk and the rest of the guys that are on the free agency list, then I can I can see them being a force to be reckoned with in the NFC South. But they still got to get through the Saints because they're the Saints are a great, good team. I mean, they got yeah, they shared the division with yeah. them. So, I mean, it's a between those two teams, it's a toss up because Carolina and Atlanta, at the present moment, they're both horrible. Mm-hmm. So we shall see what's to come of that. Yeah, uh, that means we get one more. We get one more year of Brady versus Breeze twice, and that. Uh, Two times again. Yeah. So that'll be fun. And it was three times this year because they fa- they faced each other yeah, in, the, in playoffs. the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, it it this signing leads to more epic matchups between two great quarterbacks. So this that'll be really cool to see again. Uh, Tampa to – I mean, you said they, they still have to sign big names. Yeah. Gronk and Antonio Brown. Um, but – do you think is there the likelihood they're going to re-sign him? Do you think it's likely they'll be re-signed by Tampa? If Tom Brady gets his way, he'll have them both playing with him next year. I mean, you. I mean, you, he relieved the team of nineteen million dollars in cap space. You would think a guy like that who is willing to take a pay cut or take uh, voided contract contracted years yeah. could be like, "Hey, I'm doing this so you guys could bring guys like and Gronk and Antonio Brown back, so we could do this again." Or something. He did that. He did. He's done the same thing. He did the same thing in New England. Yeah, he has. And so I mean that that we, me and Charlie might not like Tom Brady as a football player, but as a teammate, I would I wouldn't mind playing with the guy. You know, I mean, he does look out after the guys that he wins with. Exactly. And that's so. I mean, that's awesome. He's not. That shows you he's not in it for himself. Unlike Cam, who yeah. we who we just mentioned. Um. He's in it for everybody that he's playing with. He yeah. he develops a connection with them. He develops the kind of connection where it's like it, it's a brotherhood. Exactly. And that you, these guys helped you win and become a champion and bec- and proclaim yourself. I wouldn't say he personally proclaims himself, but they help proclaim him to be the greatest of all time quarterback. So yeah, it's like it, it's kind of like a. Uh, ride and die kind of mentality yeah. for Tom Brady. Exactly. So, so. it's going to be cool. I I think that's I think that's really cool of him. It's really mature. I mean, it just goes to show he looks out after his teammates, and it'll be really neat. Uh, Tampa Bay could be repeating. Never know, but we got epic battles uh, awaiting, and we also got possibly epic signings awaiting as well with Gronk and Antonio Brown. So we'll see what happens, guys. Believe it or not. That's all the NFL news. Thank googly boogly. We are done with NFL news. And we are moving on to It's Madness, baby! That's my, be- that's my best Dick Vital voice, so I'm, 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 I'm doing the best I can, guys. So, so, didn't we last week say we're not going to do impressions? And here we are. We we're said, doing impressions. We said we weren't going to do that much of impressions. On here, we never said we weren't going to do any or none at all. We said we weren't going to do that much. 
I'm sorry to go legalistic on you, but that's what I said. So. I just, I, uh, never mind. (laughs) I'm not going to, yeah. Okay, let's let's get into the next topic. All right, so Selection Sunday, this is Saturday. Selection Sunday is tomorrow slash today, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening to this. But it's Saturday here for us recording this podcast and we've already got a list of automatic qualifiers and we also have some unbelievable stuff uh, and we have some uh well one unbelievable stat and that is no Kentucky or potentially Duke in the tournament a first since 1976 I was just I was just going to say that That's huge. I can't believe that. And then was it yesterday I also saw something about the uh ACC tournament where it was the first time where neither Duke or North Carolina was in the final since like two uh oh geez, 1996 I yeah, think is I what think it it's, was. Uh, Georgia Tech and uh Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting this year. So, we we have that's a that's an unbelievable news. We have some automatic qualifiers, and then we're going to get into uh, a rundown of the rules set for this year's March Madness due to COVID. So let's get right into the automatic qualifiers real quick. As of right now, we have the Atlantic Sun, uh, Liberty Flames, the Ohio Valley, Moorhead State Eagles, Moorhead State, Kentucky School, um, Big South, uh, Winthrop Eagles, Missouri Valley, Loyola Chicago Ramblers, who made a name for themselves a couple years ago. Exactly. They were an underdog or a Cinderella team and made it. Did they make it to the Final Four? I don't Or they made it to the Elite Eight? To the Elite Eight, yeah. Okay. I, I believe. Yeah. And that, but they were they were a good team a couple years ago. So it's, it's awesome to see them going back. So And we'll also see where they'll get seeded tomorrow on Sunday. Uh, Sun Belt, the Appalachian State Mountaineers. The Southern Conference, UNC Greensboro, Horizon League, the Cleveland State Vikings, the NKU Norse made it to the semifinal and lost. I was really pulling for them. I really was. Uh, so was I. And I got to pull for the local schools. Um, the NEC, the Mount St. Mary's Mountaineers, uh, the CAA, Drexel Dragons, Summit, Oral Roberts, Golden Eagles, and the WCC Gonzaga Bulldogs were automatic qualifiers before today. Now we've added two, or is there a third one in the works? Uh, two. two, two right now. All right, the American East Hartford Hawks and the MEAC Norfolk State Spartans. That's thirteen teams who have automatically qualified or won their tournaments to go to the big dance. Uh, we are awaiting. Uh, Winners from two, four, six, eight, or from at least twenty more conferences before uh, tomorrow night when the bracket is unveiled and we see who is going. Uh, just a just a quick update. The, uh, I, these are go for these it. are uh, uh, finals for the semifinals um, for tomorrow's uh, championship games. Okay. Ohio State beat Michigan sixty-eight to sixty-seven. Wow. Alabama beat Tennessee 73 to 68. LSU beat Arkansas 78 to th- or yeah, 78 to 71. Ooh. So that means Alabama and LSU playing in the championship game in basketball. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thunk it? You 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 would think we're you would think we're making this up. We're not. <laughs> no. And I'm trying to find um, trying to find a UC score for uh, local fans, and I cannot find it. So let's see here. It'd probably be down in the final category. Uh, that's I was re- That's where I was reading the the scores all from. And uh, or is it still going? And maybe they're in overtime. That could be it too. But as we speak now. It looks like Illinois is going to be playing Ohio State in the championship game. My gosh. Uh, one second left. Illinois is up uh, 82-74 over Iowa. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty good. I was about to say, if you said it was 82-81 with one second left, I'd be like, wait for it. <laughs> this is March. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me check that you see, see if you see uh, one today. Okay. Last time I looked... Um, before we started recording, they were they were up. So, uh, um, Big Ten, I'm surprised. I big you're going to see a lot of schools from the Big Ten go to the dance this year. You're going to see some teams in the SEC that you thought you'd never see in the uh, NCAA tournament before. Uh, Alabama being so good that they are. Kentucky not being there is going to be quite a shock. Uh, for a lot of people, I mean, especially us. I mean, we got a little too excited about four weeks ago when uh, Kentucky won three in a row, and then all of a sudden they started losing again. It was like, all right, going to have to win out the SEC tournament. And they lost a close one on Thursday. Uh, was it, I think the final score was 74-73. Final, was that the final score on Thursday against that? Mississippi State? Kentucky? Yeah, they lost by one. Yeah, they lost by one. So, I mean, it was a nail-biter. And Kentucky, Kentucky was actually losing – uh, by quite a lot at halftime, so they came back, but they just ran out of time. And I cannot find that UC score. Oh boy! Well, who knows, man? Uh, that that's going to be interesting. And that then that was a semifinal game, right? Yeah, semifinal. So game. the American Conference t- a tournament winner will be decided tomorrow. Yeah. So okay, here it is. I found it. Uh, Cincinnati beat uh, Wichita State sixty to fifty nine. Wow. And then they await the winner of Memphis and Houston tonight. So then tip-off starts at 6 o'clock Eastern time. Okay. I actually watched uh, Houston play Memphis last week in a, in a basketball game. Yeah. That was incredibly close. I think – who was it? I think it was Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the more I think about it, now I'm thinking it was Memphis. It, it, it was. It was Memphis. Memphis shot a three at the buzzer to win uh, that game. So this is a repeat from last week, and this is a semifinal game to go to the final of your conference tournament for an automatic qualifying bet. Houston, I think, is guaranteed no matter what. They yeah. were seeded or they were ranked all year long, so I think they're going to go no matter what. But this is a little bit of a payback scenario for them. Yeah, and uh, whoever whoever Cincinnati meets in that game, they um, I can't remember the guy that I was listening to to the radio on the radio the game UC game on the way here. And they said a player for UC was out with a, a knee or ankle issue. I can't remember the guy's name, and they played poor. They played that second half. They played poorly, but they pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Well, I was about to say, Cincinnati doesn't have the greatest track record in conference tournaments, do they? I think they've only won one conference tournament, and that was back when they were still in the Big East. I 
And uh, I don't remember. I, I don't think they've won a conference tournament since uh, Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson played for the Bearcats. Okay. So no, really often. I, I don't know. We, we, the, the years of March Madness all blend together. Yeah, after, after a while. while. Yeah, yeah, after a while. But yeah, so those are the automatic qualifiers as of right now. They, you've probably been updated since listening to this podcast right now. But here are the rules and stipulations in place uh, should teams drop out the, uh, due to COVID this year. And we're closer than we were last year because last year COVID hit right around March Madness and we were all completely bummed about it. I mean, we couldn't believe it with this new virus and everything, but it was what it was. 2020 is in the past, but we're going to have March Madness this year and we have stipulations in place. So that's a plus. We actually... Some we've had the NCAA look into this and figured it out to a degree. So I'm reading from the Washington Post. This is the source that I'm going to use to uh, lay out uh, everything for the uh, rules and stipulations. So uh, as of right now, NCAA teams will require that. Uh, te- yeah, NCAA will require teams. Sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. Have seven consecutive days of daily negative coronavirus coronavirus tests before they enter the dub tournament's controlled environment. Each NCAA tournament team will occupy one floor of an Indianapolis hotel and will have almost zero contact with anyone besides themselves and the teams they play in the tournament. Now, what happens if a team can't play because of COVID protocols? Well, such a team will be replaced, but only during a 48-hour window after the bracket is unveiled Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, how will the teams be replaced? There are two replacement protocols. One that happens before the bracket is announced and one after the bracket is announced. In addition, who chooses the replacement team depends on how the team got qualified to be in the tournament. Before the bracket is unveiled, if an automatic qualifier has to drop out its conference, will designate a replacement based on criteria submitted to the NCAA last month Any potential at-large team, meanwhile, must notify the NCAA that it cannot play in the tournament by 11 p.m. tonight. This is Saturday. Yeah. Uh, So if you find out tomorrow on Sunday or Monday that your favorite team just isn't going to make it, sorry. Sorry for your loss. Now, after the bracket is unveiled, an automatic qualifying team from a one-bid conference will be replaced with its league's pre-approved contingency replacement, Uh, if that team can produce seven consecutive daily negative tests. The replacement team will assume the departed team's spot in the bracket. Uh, This will not affect the ranking of that team. The rankings stay the same. They're already set. Yeah. So if there's an 11-seeded team that said, hey, we can't make it, we we don't have the tests, or or we have have positives, and that then the replacement will go into that number 11 slot. So if say the SEC uses Kentucky, just... As an example, yeah. As an example. We'll say Wichita State is, the like you said, the 11th seed. If they can't play, then Kentucky will go into that 11th seed. Yes, Kentucky would be then submitted. But remember, it's also a... If, if they're an at-large bid, yeah. not a um, qualifying bid. 
So if which since Wichita State lost today, yeah. if they were in that large bid and they couldn't make it, then it would be going to another NCAA team, not to a team from the American Conference. Like if whoever wins the American Conference couldn't make it, then the American Conference would have a replacement from the conference on standby. Okay. So what if a team drops out after the 48-hour deadline? The team will... Uh, that team will not be replaced even if there are replacements available from the first four out list. After 6 p.m. Tuesday, the field will be locked in. And that's it. Yeah. Nope, no changes after Tuesday. Uh, would a late dropout affect the bracket? No. The affected games will be considered no contests, and the scheduled opponents will move forward in the bracket. So let's say Wichita State played Kentucky next in the round of, let's say, the Sweet 16. Yeah. And Wichita State had positive tests. Kentucky just automatically moves on to the Elite Eight. That's it. It's a no contest. Now, there are, the article goes on uh, about like, oh, so what happens about like my bracket contest? Like if I sign up for the ESPN one, the CBS yeah. one, or the, what is it? Fox or. The, the Warren Buffett puts up the $1 billion perfect bracket challenge. I don't think anybody's bracket is going to be perfect ever and especially this year um but the article goes into that talks about the point systems talk about like how how those will be essentially uh handled by the sites or by the people but we're not going to go into that we just wanted to tell you guys that this is what's going to happen should certain teams uh drop out either before or after the uh bracket is unveiled or when the tournament is going on so it'll be interesting, but we finally have contingencies in place, and we are going to have a tournament this year. Now, I would hate for, the one thing I really dread, because I just thought of this. I didn't think about this before when I was researching, but I would hate if you get to the finals yeah, and the, one of the teams in the finals can't play. Yeah, that would. Because that would, um... then whoever the team, whoever the other team is in the finals would be automatically declared the winner. I'd be like, no, 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 no. I would wait the seven days. I would yeah. wait the extra seven days until all the tests came back negative for that game to play be played. Yeah. yeah. Now, that wasn't in the article, but that's my opinion. I would not have an automatic champion. No. I would wait an extra week for that. You play to win the game. Yes. You got to have it. You just – you do. And, and I – I didn't. I, that was not in. I'm. That was not in the article. But to me, that would be a contingency where it'd be like, hey, what if? It's like I'm sure they've thought about this, and if they're and if they have, hopefully they don't automatically say, oh, well, too bad. You're you're the champion. Yeah. I, that wouldn't feel right to me holding no. that championship trophy and being like, all right, we're the champions, but we didn't play the game. This feels empty. Yeah, it'd be an empty, it'd be an empty, uh, an empty victory. Yeah, if I, you, and I, and I, I would, I at least would hope to say if you're the coach or the players of that team, if per se that happens, you would feel like complete doll crap if you won a championship and you didn't play a game to win it. That's be like here's your participation participation trophy. trophy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was about to say. I mean. I'll use Kentucky as an example. If Kentucky had won it that way, I would not be gloating at all. Yeah. I would be like, put an asterisk next to that. I, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even accept it. I'd be I, like, this is voided, just like last year. It's voided. I'm, I don't want it. 
Yeah, the, my my I share the same thoughts with you. That's just it's ridiculous. You need to play if you're having a championship game. You need to play the game to win said championship. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it's the World Series, the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the Premier League, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or Wimbledon, you know, you wait the seven days That's- or however many days you have to be quarantined, and then, okay, I'm good, I can do it, let's play. That's... That that's what needs to happen. Yeah. But in the times that we're living in, more than likely that won't happen. Probably. So. Yeah. Um, Was it? I just I had another thought, but when you were talking, I lost it somehow because <laughs> I was I was listening to you and I was also thinking about it at the same time and I just I forgot it. Oh well. Uh, but guys, that's it. Selection Sunday is coming. It's here. It passed. Depending on when you listen to this episode. Uh, for us, we were just counting down. We yeah. cannot wait. And uh, I can't wait for Thursday next week where we get to watch the tournament. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. Um, oh, I, I just remembered. I just remembered what it was. Okay, so remember la- so remember a couple years ago when Virginia, the number one seed, lost to the number sixteen yeah. team? This would be another year where that could happen because of COVID. And it's not to say, like, oh, the number one team had to drop out and the 16th seed moves on. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, there's been some, like you said, we need to make a shirt for you that says we live in crazy times or weirder things have happened. Yeah, or Uh, it is what it is. Or it is what it is. We need to make a T-shirt that says that for you. But anyway, this could be another year where a 16th seed knocks off a number one seed because of the stranger things that are happening right now in the unprecedented times that we live in. And that's a, I think that'd be cool. I, I think it'd be cool to see again, unless it's your number one team and every and we always dreaded that. Yeah. As Kentucky fans, when they when they announce Kentucky is the number one seed, and then you see the 16 seed, and then you see all the haters like, oh, I hope this is the year the 16 seed beats the number one. I want Kentucky to lose. It's like majority Louisville fans. Yeah, Louisville or Duke fans, um, but or UC fans. Part of me inside always uh, like had that one percent of me yeah. doubt, like, oh crap, I don't want to be a Kentucky fan and have this happen to me. Luckily, the first time it happened, it wasn't us; it was Virginia. So I'm happy. <laughs> Sorry, Virginia, but at the same time, you Virginia did come back the following year, got the number one seed again, and then won the won the tournament. Questionably, they won the tournament because there was a call in the. I think, I think it was the final finals. Like, is it wasn't Auburn? No, it was Final Four. I, ah. It was in the Final Four, I think, against Auburn. It was a questionable call or something like I... that, and that and the questionable call led to Virginia making a basket and then going on to the final. So, but they won. <laughs> All right, that's it. March Madness is over. NFL is over. We are now officially moving on. Poland, Finland. We are probably moving on to a sport that you are all familiar with. Hockey! Hockey! So, um, real real quick for the hockey, the ECHL. Yes. Thank you to the sweet lord above Yeah, thank for you. this. Hopefully it happens, but fingers crossed. Fingers it does crossed, happen. yes. We live in the Cincinnati, Ohio area. We're in northern Kentucky, but 
the closest hockey team to us is the Cincinnati Cyclones of the ECHL, which stands for East Coast Hockey League, which is interesting because we have West Coast teams in, in the league, which is weird. But you know what? They're not going to change the name, and we can't really do anything about that. Who cares? So, but this past Tuesday, the Cincinnati Cyclones have announced that the home opener or the first puck drop will be October 30th, 2021. So there is a chance Cincinnati will play this this upcoming season. They're not playing right now, but there is a chance that they will resume operations this coming season. Oh, I haven't been to Heritage Bank Arena or U.S. Bank Arena, whatever they want to call it. I haven't been back since February of last year. March, March, uh, exactly, I can give you the date. March, I believe it was March 7th. It was the last game I went to at Heritage Bank Arena, and I believe it was... It was against the Toledo Walleye. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, it was my uh, my birthday gift to myself. <laughs> it was like, I, I'm going to go, damn it. Um, yeah, I went, me and, me and my wife went uh, during Wizards weekend. And, uh, that was the last game we went to. Harry was, Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter themed weekend for them. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited. And Daniel, if you're listening... The position for broadcaster for the Cincinnati Cyclones is still open. So you still have a chance. Apply, Daniel. Please apply. Ap- please apply. I've, I've been trying to get him to apply since last year when we found out that the broadcaster, the former broadcaster, took the Seattle Kraken position. Yeah, that's right. The former voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones, who was not good in my professional opinion, he's not a good broadcaster. Then again, I'm an amateur pro podcaster so what do i know but me and me and my brother both could not stand him it always sounded like he was more excited that the other team scored than the cincinnati cyclone scored or or they need to bring back my favorite broadcaster if daniel does not apply mr nick bunker brunker brunker my bad sorry nick <laughs> there, there's an r in there <laughs> sorry nick i did not again i butcher people's names i apologize nick but yeah well nick moved on well nick brunker moved on to other endeavors that were outside of the broadcasting area uh but yeah i was like man come on daniel it would give you an excuse to move back home and i i miss you buddy i don't like you living in illinois yeah you need to come back as as I saw on a friend's uh, Facebook post today, yeah, or it was either today or yesterday, she uh, said, "Greater opportunities a lie out of Illinois, <laughs> or lie out of Illinois, lie out of Illinois." Yeah, yeah. and that well, he he took this position in Illinois. It's his first. It was his first major job, and he took it. I mean, he's IT. And that out there, it's what he loves to do. He loves working with computers. He loves working with technology, broadcast equipment and everything. We won't say the college or where he's at for privacy reasons. But, I mean, he loves what he does out there. Yeah. He saw opportunity out there. He went for it. It's a, it's a, To be honest with you, I mean, he's the only one in that department out there. So, I mean, there's a couple. He, he only has to answer to, I think, just two people. 
or whatever. It's like a it's like a department head and then the president of the university wow. or something. So um, or or manage I can't remember president of a university or a manager of a company. I can't remember. But um, but anyway, Daniel, move home. Apply for the Cincinnati Cyclones job. So that way, when I go to a game. I don't have to worry about you being there or not. You're going to be up in the broadcast, broadcast booth. booth. Yeah. Well, maybe you can hook us up with some like free tickets or free something. Free tickets? Or, you know. I'm soliciting. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't <laughs> or, do that. Or maybe have us on air, you know. Yeah. Like... But uh, So the ECHL is actually playing right now, too. Did yeah. You, did you know that? Yeah, I knew, I knew uh, some teams... In the uh, ECHL, we're playing. I, I, I give you a little hint of what's going on in the ECHL because I looked up the standings. It's weird what's going on. Uh, the, I'm scared. The Western Conference, they're basing the ranking. There's no divisions. First yeah. off, sorry, I should have said this first. There's no divisions, and that there's just the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Now I haven't looked up if there is going to be a playoff format. Yeah. Or anything, but there are teams playing. Uh, there's. Seven in each, to, uh, each uh, conference. Yeah. Excuse me, I just finished the stout. So the Western Conference, they're going by win percentage. That's how they're doing the rankings, which is really weird because the Fort Wayne Comets are in first place, but they've only played 15 games. Everyone else has played almost 30. <coughs> wow. So I think they had a COVID outbreak or something. Yeah. That would be my guess, but they're going based off of win percentage. But when I scrolled down and looked at the Eastern Conference, they're doing it by points. That doesn't make any sense. No. So here's where the rankings are by win percentage. Okay. And that you have the Fort Wayne Comets at first, Wichita Thunder, Allen Americans, Utah Grizzlies, Kansas City Mavericks, Tulsa Oilers, and the Rapid City Rush. That's the West. Okay. The East, you have Florida Everblades, Indy Fuel, Orlando Solar Bears. Yes, you heard me right, Poland and Finland. <coughs> solar Bears, not Polar, Solar Bears. Uh, Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Now you're also asking yourself, what's a Swamp Rabbit? We don't know either. <laughs> Jacksonville Icemen. Jacksonville, Florida. Icemen. Uh, South Carolina Stingrays and our favorite West Virginia team, the Wheeling Nailers. Uh, so, uh, it's weird. I, I don't. I could have gone without hearing that name, but. <laughs> but the one name you didn't hear, Toledo. They're not in it this year, so we don't have to worry about Toledo winning a Kelly Cup. There we go. There we go. So screw you, Toledo. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel, Charlie. They should. Eventually, they're going to find out. Eventually, they're going to find out. I'm a, we're Cincinnati Cyclones fans. We can't stand Toledo. Well, hold, hold that. I can't stand Toledo, but not on the level that you can't stand them. The level, the team that okay. I hate, the level that you hate Toledo is I hate Wheeling at the level of how you hate Toledo. Wheeling's not a threat. Well, I, I, hold on. We're going to dive into this. Uh, we're going to dive into this for a second before we get to any of the other hockey stuff we got going on here. Um, first off, Wheeling is not a threat to the Cincinnati Cyclones. Anymore. The, no, because they're in the East. And the Cincinnati moved to the Western Conference, which is still makes no sense to me. Um, Cincinnati belongs in the Eastern Conference. 
they they should. It makes no sense. But Toledo moves with Cincinnati. So wherever Cincinnati goes, Toledo follows. So Toledo is in the West. They're always in the division with Cincinnati. So we have to put up with them. But you don't know Toledo fans like I know Toledo fans or how Toledo fans act. I've been around Wheeling Naylor fans. I've gone to Wheeling, West Virginia myself and went to a hockey game in in their so-called stadium. It was a barn. It was freaking barn. It was crappy. Absolutely crappy. The Next whole, to the train tracks, too. Their whole, their, I've been through Wheeling, and their city is... Uh, and I'm, I'm, I mean no disrespect to the city of Wheeling, but your city is, is crap. There's it, only two good buildings in there, and they're both banks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been through there to go to uh, State College, Pennsylvania, and to... Uh, Philadelphia mm. when I went to see the Rolling Stones uh, two years ago but yeah it, it my my thing is it's not the fans that I had the problem with it was their players well, and what I can't remember the player's name who mm. did this okay but I was at I was at a game by myself uh-huh. I sat behind the wheeling bench and not on purpose or it wasn't on purpose you know I was sitting there just enjoying the game. I think it was going in, or the period, one of the periods, I don't remember which period it was, the, and Wheeling was up. Mm-hmm. A player from Wheeling started a fight with the clone, one of the players for the Cyclones. You know, f- you know, the brawl ensues. And I'm yelling as a f- hockey fan, and you're supposed to do. And I, I pointed at the guy, and he looked me dead in the eye. I go, Stop your cry, take off your skirt. The tea party's over. Look at the scoreboard uh-huh. because they were up. Yeah. So after the period ends, he skates into the thing, and I'm still giving him hell. Oh yeah. And he takes a stick, and he's wait trying to hit me with it, <laughs> and I'm like, "You hit me. I own you." Yeah, that's what I was saying. And I feel I feel sorry for this old couple that was sitting in front of me because they were laughing their asses off. <laughs> they were like. I can't believe that guy just did that to this kid. And granted, I'm like early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. When this happened? When this happened. Yeah. And I'm screaming at this guy. I'm like, he was being a douchebag. And he was wanting to cry to the official because he was getting beat up. You don't want to get up, get beat up. Don't start to flip and fight. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't start to fight, you don't get hurt. And he started to fight. So he should have got his ass kicked like he did. And as a Cincinnati Cyclones fan, I was giving him shit. Right. Because he was crying. <laughs> That's why I hate Wheeling. I don't like him. Well, okay. Wheeling, the only reason I don't like Wheeling... Uh, and the that, second thing before you get started. Okay. And they're affiliated with Pittsburgh. That's what I was going to get to, actually. That, so. That's it. They're, yeah, they're affiliated with the Schittsburgh Penguins. Uh, so... that That's the only reason I have anything against them is because they're affiliated... With, with them. And also, I have a little bit of a grievance because Sydney Powell, uh, my cousin from up north in Canada, just just joking, people. He's not really my cousin. But Sydney Powell, um, or not Sydney Powell, that, I'm thinking of the lawyer. Who am, I, who am I trying to say? Miles. Miles Powell. Sorry, buddy. 
I guess you're not my cousin anymore. And that of uh, a Miles pal from uh, Canada, he was originally on the Cincinnati Cyclones. He went into free agency and he got picked up by the Wheeling Nailers. And uh, I think it was last season or two seasons ago, he was on a tear for them. And I'm just like, why, cousin? Why did you leave? So... But that's it. Those are the only two reasons why I have a problem with Wheeling. Now, Toledo, going back to them, their fans are god-awful. Gosh, they remind me of Chicago, almost, uh, Chicago fans. Um, they they just throw the nastiest fits when Toledo is losing against us. Um, what? I was just asking if you want another beer. Uh, <laughs> eventually, yeah. But um sorry folks, I'll pop him one open. Yeah, he's, Charlie. Go for it. Ooh, doggy. That's the nitro vanilla porter? Yes, sir, it is. Alright. Beer break. Um But I've I've gotten into fights with Toledo fans, verbal. I've known I've known friends of mine who have gotten jumped by Toledo fans coming out of our own arena. Um was it uh they've seen fans throw popcorn on the ice. I mean, they're just god-awful. I can't stand the fans. We, I, I'll tell you, um, two things about Toledo fans. One is absolutely mean, vulgar, whatever, and that is during the playoffs a couple years ago, Toledo, we had a, a family of Toledo fans sitting right in front of our season tickets. Yeah. Toledo was winning 2-0 uh, late in the third period. We eventually scored one late in the third period and uh, ended up losing 2-1. to one. Uh, But when we stood up celebrating everything, they told us to sit our asses down. What the hell were we celebrating about? And we were like, shut up. We're still leading the series 3-2. to two. Yeah. And, uh, um, so, and they flipped us off as they were leaving the arena, too. Even they're like... I, I would say she was 10 or 11 years old. 10 or 11-year-old daughter flipped us off, too. It's like, what are you teaching your daughter there? And, I, and, that, yeah. and then the second thing is funny because you mentioned Nick Brunker. Nick Brunker, who traveled with the team and did the broadcasting with them, went to a game six up in Toledo with them during, I think it was the first round, yeah. a couple years, when he was still doing it. So this was years ago. Somebody was saying, uh, like, on Twitter, asking Nick Brunker, like, hey, sounds like those cowbells that they're doing at the arena up in Toledo, sounds like they're pretty close uh, to you. Uh, like, we can hear them over the broadcast. Yeah. And he tweeted back, like, during intermission, like, they got to keep track of their women somehow. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow. But the one but the one game, the one game I will never let Toledo fans ever forget. I'll never let the fans, the organization, organization or any pr- past players, I'll never let them forget this and we passed the anniversary this year and I totally forgot. February 2nd, 2000 and I think it was 12. Okay. 12 No, 14. Sorry. Okay. 2014. It wasn't even year. I knew that much. Um, two, 2014, the greatest comeback in all of history for the Cincinnati Cyclones happened. Down 6-1 to one in the third period. I mean, it was a blowout. I mean, first two periods. I think God, I remember this. God for sure. awful against Toledo. God awful. And that, uh, I mean, I mean, we were just like, 
we uh, thank God there was not that many Toledo fans in the building that night. Um, it was a dollar beer night too. Um, my brother Daniel uh, was me and him still. I think we still had season tickets uh, the, around this time. Um, but he gave up. He didn't go because he was studying for a test that he was going to take. I guess I can't remember if it was the next day or later in the week or whatever but he was studying for a test in in college and i was like i'm going it's beer night i have a ticket i'm going so thank god it was beer night because it was six one going into the third period if you weren't drunk after the first period you had another period to look forward to of the madness uh but then the third period came around and i don't know what it was they turned it on cyclone scored one all right six two and it's getting a little bit better six three it's like all right cool we we Hey, at least we got three. And uh, then it was 6-4. And then you're going, oh my gosh, what's happening? What is happening here? 6-5 hits. And you're just like, holy crap. Holy crap. We got a chance. We got a chance. And then they pull the goalie with like about a minute left. Yeah. Score. 6-6. And we're, I mean, the place erupts. I mean, you would think there was a full crowd in there. There wasn't. There was probably less than 3,000 fans. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it erupted, tied 6-6. We forced overtime. And then I think it, a minute into overtime, newly acquired, I'll never forget the guy, newly acquired Matt Siska. And he had been with the team for only like two or three days, scored the game winner like a minute or so in, and we came back and won 7-6. And that's where Nick Brunker got his famous trademark line, this one is in the books. So it's that game that Nick Brunker solidified his legacy into Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati lore. Cincinnati lore. Uh, and I will never let him forget it. I'll never let Toledo forget it because I post it every day. On that day going, hey Toledo, remember this? When you guys were up 6-1 to one against the Cincinnati Cyclones going into the third period, do you remember what happened later? <laughs> Never let him forget it. So, so Toledo, I don't like you. I just want to make that record clear. I'm here now on this fully loaded, fully loaded show that I don't like you. Okay, then. <laughs> I, just a note, I don't like Toledo either, but again, not on the level as Charlie. All right. That's enough of ECHL. That's all I got. That's all I got. So now let's get into the NHL. So a couple days ago on social media, uh, on Instagram, on the Drop the Gloves podcast, I put up, we're reaching the halfway point of the season. Here's the top five teams in each division. Who do you think is going to make it? Yeah. And uh, I didn't get a whole lot of responses. Again, we're still growing. It's understandable. I didn't expect like hundreds or thousands of people yeah. To, to comment or whatever. But I asked in the stories, like, hey, here's the top five. Did you think it was going to pan out this way? Who's going to be the four from each division to go? And I checked it again today. As of right now, the North division is Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, Calgary. <laughs> Calgary is starting to slide off a little bit. Calgary's okay. push last week when we talked about them. Yeah. It's kind of sliding off. Central is Carolina, Tampa Bay, the defending champs, Tampa Bay, Florida, Chicago, and Columbus. Uh, in the east is the Islanders. Where the heck did the Islanders come from? 
They won, I think last time I checked, they've won seven or eight straight. Yeah, they were. Um, well, I'll keep talking, and I'll see. Okay. If they're well, they are. They are playing tonight. Yeah. Or today. Um. So it's Islanders in first place, followed by Washington, Schittsburg. Yeah, you heard me right. Boston, Philly, and then in the West you have Vegas, Minnesota. St. Louis, Colorado, and then tied for fifth is L.A. and Arizona. I only put the top five in there, folks. I didn't add the others uh, two or three, depending on the division. Uh, the The only reason I added the fifth place team is because they're kind of like the bubble. I put they're, they're the bubble team to to possibly make it. But uh, yeah, the the biggest surprise I have is Islanders. The New York Islanders just came out of nowhere. It was like, okay, they've won three in a row. Big whoop. Then they beat like, and then they played uh, Boston, and they won both or three games against them. And then it was like, oh, Islanders won six in a row. And I'm just like, wait a minute, what? The Islanders? We're we're talking about the Islanders without John Tavares, right? <laughs> so the uh, the Islanders actually play at seven o'clock tonight against uh, the Devils, and they are on a seven game win streak. Seven, yeah. Seven, yeah. So yeah, I mean, New York Islanders. I'm not. I did not expect that at all. It's shocking. Uh, but okay. So out of those divisions and out of those teams, uh, who do you think is going to make it, Mike? Oh, well, uh, out of the North, I think um, for the four um, that you said, or well, you you put five, but out of the four, I'm saying Toronto, Edmonton. You know. The four that you mentioned, minus Calgary. Um, in the Central, I'm definitely seeing, you know, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Florida, and Chicago. Um, I know Chicago's been on kind of a, a slide, too. Yeah. And Columbus hasn't really uh, played up to uh, up to standards here recently. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah. I, the, what, what, you, what you have, I totally agree with you. I mean... Boston needs to pull their stuff together. Yeah, Boston needs to absolutely pull it up. And they lost today, too. Boston did. 4 nothing to the Rangers. Yeah. So, I mean, I I would have to agree with, you know, out of the, out of the divisions, your top, your top four. Unless, you know, Columbus or Nashville. Nashville makes a freaking... I think Nashville is only about two points down from where Columbus is yeah. at the five spot. So Nashville still is in kind of in that hunt or in that bubble area. Um, Tampa Bay in number two. I, I haven't been paying too much attention to Tampa Bay. I've been mo- more focused with uh, Boston. Yeah, same here. And that Ori- uh, I've been more focused with Boston and focused with the North Division because Canada, I mean... I I, fo- I follow uh, I follow uh, the Canadian Sports Center version more than I follow the uh, American version. A TSN. One. Yeah, a little TSN. Uh, I follow them more on social media than I do our American ESPN broadcast. So, and it's the North sounds the most entertaining right now. Yeah. Islander, if you're an Islander fan, this is probably the most exci- excited you've been in a while. Boston, yeah, Boston needs to turn turn it up i mean i don't know what's going on with them i know a couple days ago they benched jake debrusque because they were not happy with his level of play yeah it was kind of like a patrick lane uh situation there um where it was like they weren't they weren't uh 
they weren't happy with his level of playing, so they benched him for a game, and they were like, that's why he's on the healthy scratch list or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not saying, like, Jake DeBrusque is the reason for this or anything, but at the same time, it's like, come on, Boston. You know you're better than this. Exactly. Got to get it up there. Well, I mean, the team, with the exception of Boston, it's like I've been, been watching Columbus and uh, Nashville games here recently because that's pretty much what's been on Fox Sports and whatnot. And then, like, on Sundays, they'll show Boston or... Actually, I think it was last Sunday, I actually watched the Devils and the Sabres play. Huh. It was, Sab- it was, the Sab- it was either the Sabres or the Islanders, or Sabres or the Devils. I think it was the Islanders and the Sabres play. And I was... That game was interesting. It kept me uh, kept me entertained watching, watching them. And then... Buffalo made it made it a close game, so I think uh, they ended up losing. Right. But yeah, those those are the teams that I've been kind of following here in the past couple of weeks. I've been keeping my eye on Boston while watching Columbus and Nashville. Nashville it doesn't look like Nashville old Pecorine and. Uh, I was about to say Pecorine is kind of on a off. This is probably an off year for him. And then Soros is kind. Of, He's an, on the IR, and he's just been playing like garbage, too. Yeah. I was about to say, in terms of fantasy, we'll try not to go too deep into fantasy hockey for us, but uh, in terms of fantasy, there's goalies getting injured left and right. Exactly. It's, and it's ridiculous. And it's hard to, you know, I had to, I have Rene and Saros. I had to put Saros on IR, like I told you uh, last week, and I've been starting Pekka. Uh, the goalie from Chicago, Keith uh, Likiden, or I can't pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. And then uh, Reimer from Carolina. Reimer. Reimer, and then uh, Jari from Pittsburgh. I was about to say we're we're probably. I, I think all of us in fantasy are going through goalies left and right. It's yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Pause for the second crack it of the evening. I'm going with the Mad Tree Legendary Lager. And I am drinking the Nitro Vanilla Porter from uh, Breckenridge Brewery in Fine, Colorado. That's a pretty good lager. And that, I, I'm a I'm a lager guy. I, I like I like a good lager. Um, I, I I'll drink an occasional stout uh, depending on what it is. And when it comes to ales, I do more of a wheat ale, like the Blue Moon or Sam oh. Adams kind of uh, ales. That's what I do. Uh, I think I think we had a discussion. I don't think it was on air about how I feel about Blue Moon. Have we? Have we talked I think, about I think it was, I think I don't think it was on air, but I know I know we uh, discuss. I think we discussed how I feel about it. To me, I just had a bad experience with it, and uh, I just don't care for it. Okay, moving on in uh, hockey news now. Big announcement from ESPN uh, this past week. They, uh, the NHL is going back to ESPN. I'm not happy about that. Really? The only thing, the only thing that I'm happy about is I'll get to hear Barry Melrose. But other than that, I wish the NHL stay on NBC. Just personal opinion. Okay. I mean, you got you got baseball, you got football, you got the college sports on there. That's fine and dandy. I just I like and the NHL. On Fox Sports, you know, you get the, well, here in the Cincinnati region, we get the Blue Jackets, 
And Fox then, Sports Ohio. Fox Sports Ohio, yeah. And we get the uh, Blue Jackets. Yeah. I have no problem watching the Blue Jackets. Yeah. And then you have a Fox Sports alternative channel that's like they'll show like Fox Sports South and whatnot. And generally, you get a Carolina game or you get a Nashville game, which I'll, you know, I'll watch. It's hockey. Mm-hmm. I just, so, something, I, I think ESPN is getting. Or well, the Disney. I was about to co- say ESPN is owned by Disney. Yeah. Yeah, the Disney company is, has their fingers in too many things, and I just I, I I like my hockey. I like how NBC presents it. You know, the the color the color commentators that they have, the analysts they have. I just there's only a few analysts from ESPN that I like, and I don't see the guys that I like. Well. That, I was about to say, you're not going to see the same commentators yeah. uh, that you did on NBC or uh, with any of any of those uh, major broadcasters, uh, network broadcasters. Uh, but you get Barry Melrose. Yeah. Barry Melrose is back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Barry Melrose is one of the best dressed men in hockey. And he's a great, he's a great personality for the sport of hockey. Oh. He's, you know, and I mean... I like Don Cherry too, but I don't see I don't see ESPN hiring Don Cherry no. to cover cover hockey. No. I don't know who they would have in the in the ESPN booth booth yeah. to call hockey games. Well, Barry Melrose will return, but he won't return in a commentator role or a broadcaster role. He'll actually come back for like a highlights show. Yeah, which he's already does. Yeah, which he already does, but it'll be more mainstream now. Uh, especially like on ABC when they do games. So yeah. this is this is what the NHL and ESPN has agreed to in terms of media rights. So it's seven-year TV, streaming, and media contract. The Stanley Cup Finals will be back on ABC. No more NA, no more uh, splitting between uh, NBC or NBC Sports. Yeah, and that like it was like it is right now. Half of the season. Uh, will be shown on ABC and ESPN networks. Uh, 25 exclusive national regular season games on a- ABC slash ESPN. 75 national regular season games will be streamed on ESPN Plus and Hulu. Uh, Out-of-market streaming package, which used to be NHL.TV, yeah. uh, will now be added to the ESPN subscription at no additional cost. So you get so for people who are already on the ESPN Plus subscription, they don't have to pay extra for the hockey now, or to get hockey yeah. with with this uh, contract. And then again, new broadcasters, and then also we lose the uh, NHL on NBC theme song or theme music. Yeah, when they do it. So those are the I would say those are the two cons. I, I, to, to me, I'm a little indifferent about it. I'm I'm kind of like eh, I, I I I'm with you with the Disney thing like they're they're getting their tentacles or fingers in too much here and that i mean they're spread but at the same time i feel like this could be better for the sport of hockey because ever since espn kind of dropped uh nhl or covering nhl they espn started going in the direction of soccer and they were also like thinking soccer was going to take over the number four spot of most popular sports in america I think soccer is dying off. I think the hype from it is dying off now, and I think that's kind of why they're going back to hockey. It's like, hey, we've been covering soccer, and it's just not having the effect 
that it used to or the hype that it used to. So maybe we need to go back to hockey and cover it again. I mean, I, I can still remember uh, a couple years ago. Remember when Sharknado came out? Oh, how can this, I forget? The, the, the sci-fi um, monstrosity that came out. That is like the worst franchise that ever came out and god knows when it's just horrible but continue i i'm not giving my opinions on sharknado because that was god awful yeah it it is and i never saw it but my brother and a friend of his they they love it i don't know why i I don't get it but anyway but anyway so when sharknado came out espn on twitter sent something to the san jose sharks that said hey are you guys going to change your names to the san jose sharknados san jose responded in kind to them i thought this was the greatest burn of all time um are you going to start covering hockey highlights more often (laughs) and then because the likelihood of us changing our names is about the same likelihood of you guys covering hockey highlights not going to happen so but like I said, I'm indifferent to it. I, I think we just need to see what happens. If, if it's going to be as big of a deal as uh, me and my brother think it is, because yeah. I asked him about it, and I'm sure he could give us an opinion on it some other time, hopefully on this show at one point, Yeah. Uh, about it. But he was saying, like, he thinks it's a good idea. So, But we'll, we'll see what happens. And this doesn't go into effect until the 2022 season. So it's not next year. It's 2022. Yeah. Well, my my thing is, I like I like I like Doc Emmerich. I mean, I like I like some of the guys that call the games on NBC. Well, Doc Emmerich retired uh, last yeah last year. Yeah, he retired. He he he's no longer broadcasting I mean, games. Well, I did, I, I liked him. Right. I like uh, Pierre. Uh, Whoa, hold on. The guy that the I no. I don't like he I, he and then the. Okay. I, I've just lost a little bit of respect for you. Pierre Maguire? Yes. What? One of Sidney Crosby's boyfriends? I, that I did not know. I didn't know. Honest to God, Charlie, I did not know that. Oh, my god! If I did, I wouldn't have said I liked him. But anywho's, you know, I just like I just like how the guys are, you know, in between the glass during the game, mm-hmm. you know, you can chat with the, or you can interview a coach while the game's going on, or one of the players. Well, or, who's to say they're going to abandon that? Who's to say that they're not going to continue that w- with the with with ESPN? Maybe they'll have their own down on the ice commentators who ask the coaches what's going on, players uh, as they're heading down the tunnel back to the locker room. You, I mean, so I mean. This is just the major highlights. I'm sure there's some fine print stuff, or I'm sure there's some ideas in the ESPN room going like, hey, maybe we can keep this from NBC. We'll ditch this. We'll ditch that. We'll not sign these commentators. I just don't like, um, who is it? Um, Mike Milbury. Oh, no. I I can't stand that Mike Milbury is one of the worst commentators that NBC has. I can't stand the guy. I don't care if he's a former Boston Bruin. I don't like the guy. He's just, ugh. But, I mean, I look forward to the new broadcasters. I think it will be interesting who they get. Uh, I just hope that ES... This, this is my mate, my one big hope about ESPN and the NHL. Please leave the politics out of it. We don't need ESPN's politics getting into the NHL. Exactly. 
and uh, like they do with NFL and NBA or whatever. That this show will never discuss that kind of stuff. But please, for us, the fans who enjoy watching the sport of hockey, please keep that out when you do when you bring the NHL back to ESPN. That's all I ask. Well, I agree with you on that too. So. So, all right. Dude, we're almost out of time here. We got about seven minutes. I don't think we're going to have time to do last call. Um, but I want to do a grinds my gears because I know you saw this on Instagram. I, I've saw, I saw it. I have heard it. I mean, we'll, we... Do you want to cover it for the last potential we can cover six it minutes? And then, I mean, we can cover this and then we can go in last call because... I, re- I, I, do li- I do like doing the last call. You like the last call? I then? like it because I think that's become a staple to the show. Okay. It's one of our staples. So All we'll right. Well, get your uh, grind your gears because I think what you're going to say, I agree with you 100%. I, and I have the, in my uh, two cents, too. I have been down this road too many times with ESPN broadcasters before. Speaking of also talking about ESPN. So... I didn't know about this last year because I was a little more worried about a pandemic and a job and everything. So this was said on June 3rd of last year by First Take host Max Kellerman. That guy's a douchebag. Along with Stephen A. Smith, who stated, No one in America really cares about hockey. Had I known he had said this last year, I would have gone off on him last year. But now that I find out about it this year, and also that ESPN has acquired the broadcasting rights of the NHL, this grinds my gears because, one, Max, I have gone toe-to-toe with Stephen A. Smith on social media about this very same topic. It's almost funny. It's like lightning strikes twice. So, I've gone into this with Stephen A. Smith before on Twitter. Back when I had a Twitter account, yeah, uh, I don't anymore. This it was around, it was probably around the same time too. It was June or whatever, and uh, it was during like the NBA playoffs or whatever one year. And I was still in college when this happened. But Stephen A. Smith got on there with his big head, his big ego, big loud mouth. Can't stand him. Daniel actually does a great Stephen A. Smith impression, <laughs> and uh, so. And uh, he got his big mouth on there saying that I don't care about hockey highlights. I want to get to the basketball highlights. Rule number one, don't piss off hockey fans. I mean, granted, ESPN doesn't cover that much in hockey highlights whatsoever. Now, we'll see what happens. Well, it's it's hit and miss. It's a hit and miss, but they were talking. One of the commentators were talking about it when SportsCenter came on. Yeah. And then you had Stephen A. Smith pop up and be like, I don't care about hockey. I was like, oh, no, you didn't. So. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So I went after Stephen A. Smith on social media. Yeah. He probably will deny it or he'll probably say, I don't remember that guy because. This was forever ago. This yeah. was—I think this was like 2011, 2012. I, I remember you telling me this story, and I, and I, I laughed. And that, but I went after him. I started. I followed Stephen A. Smith. I started sending him tweets about like, uh, hey, nobody really cares about NBA basketball or us hockey fans. We don't care about your sport either. So 
it's a mutual hatred for each other, whatever. And then I started sending him memes of his own face. And that and I had captions for the memes and that and everything, like how LeBron was a tough guy or whatever. And I'm like, excuse me? LeBron tough? I haven't seen him uh, pick himself off the ice and start throwing punches at somebody. So I went after Stephen A. Smith, and then eventually Stephen A. Smith blocked me <laughs> on social media. So I got, uh, I got to him. Now, Max, you're lucky. I'm on Instagram. I don't know you on Instagram. I haven't seen you on Instagram, but I saw this quote on Instagram. And so now I'm going to go out of my way. I'm going to find you. And I'm going to make your life hell because you have done this. Don't piss off hockey fans. We don't care about we. Okay, before ESPN came out and said we've acquired the yeah. NHL broadcasting rights, I didn't care about ESPN. I never bothered ESPN. I never was like, oh, don't watch ESPN. Or, oh, hey, don't watch this sport on ESPN or anything like that. I never said a word. I don't, I don't go out of my way tearing down people or sports or whatever. And uh, we just don't cover it on this show. It's just a choice. We don't cover the NBA on this, on this show. And, uh, but now I'm going to go after you, Max Kellerman. Congratulations. You just made the list. Okay. Yeah. Max Kellerman, he's a boxing announcer. He, he calls boxing matches. When, you know, boxing was great when I was a kid because you still had Tyson, you had Buster Douglas, you had Sugar Ray Leonard. You, you had great boxers. Mm-hmm. So, Max, why, why, why in God's name do you choose to say nobody cares about hockey? I know at least a handful, if not more people and my circle of friends that care and live and die hockey. Oh, yeah. To the guys sitting here talking care about hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, baseball is my passion sport, but hockey has become my number one passion. Mm-hmm. Baseball has slid into a second. Never thought I would ever say that in my entire life. But when I first witnessed a hockey game been to a hockey game I fell in love with the sport how dare you mm-hmm. Max Kellerman talk shit about our beloved sport there are many people in this great nation that care about hockey so if you want to come find us <laughs> if you listen to this my Instagram drop the gloves mic Charlie's Instagram Drop the Gloves, Charlie. You can hit us up on our Facebook page, Drop the Gloves, a sports podcast on Facebook. Any social media platform. Somebody get this to Max Kellerman and let him know that he has two pissed off hockey fans that are coming for him. You know, this isn't, we're not making threats. Nope. We're just two angry hockey fans that would love to sit down with Mr. Kellerman and ask him, why does he think that nobody cares about about hockey? I'll do you one better. Max Kellerman, come to a Cincinnati Cyclones game with us uh, this coming October. We'll, we'll show you a thing or two. We'll teach you a thing or two. Who knows? We may convert you. And that, don't piss us off. Okay? I've gotten into fights not just with Stephen A. Smith 
And I, I don't pride myself getting into that fight, but when people say, oh, I like Stephen A. Smith, oh, really, you do? You want to hear a story about him? And that, so, Max, go ahead. Ask Stephen A. Smith if he remembers. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to remember my Twitter handle now. Oh, I think it was like Psych You Wild or something like that. I combined Cyclones and Wildcats together or something yeah. like that. I, and I, But that's deleted. You, you're not going to find me on Twitter. But ask if he remembers me. Because I definitely remember this. and uh, But, yeah, come on, Max. Give it a shot. Once you, once you fall in love with hockey, you don't go back. No, you Everything don't. else is second nature. Once, once you see two grown men with sticks, with one-inch blades on their feet, going after a small, pu- a small black puck across a... Made of rubber going 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Once you once you fall in love with that, every other sport just takes second place. Exactly. So come come at me, bro. Ugh. How dare you? How dare you, sir? How dare you talk about a sport that we love? So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's what grinds my gears. That's what grinds our gears. Uh, yes, exactly. Do not talk shit about hockey. So, Charlie, you ready for last call? I am ready. Did you pick last week? Yeah, I picked last week. All right, so you shake it up now. And uh, last week was WWE. Who knows what it'll be this week? <laughs> oh, okay, I think it's a. Uh, think it's well. Shaken, not stirred. All right, here we go, folks. We have <laughs> the five teams you don't want your favorite player playing with, or. The five teams you never want to play for if you were a player. And I think this was for hockey. For hockey? Yep. So if the five teams you don't want your favorite player in the NHL to play with, or you could do the five teams you don't want to play with if you were a hockey player. Let's let's do the five uh, teams that I wouldn't play for. I'll do do the five teams I don't want to play for either. Okay. So... Number number one is pretty pretty obvious, <laughs> pretty pretty freaking obvious. Yes, yeah, pretty freaking obvious. So number one, sorry Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I will not be signing uh, NHL contract with you. If I played hockey, I would not play with you. <laughs> so, bye bye Pittsburgh. Bye bye. Number two, I would not play for the Calgary Flames. No particular reason. Just wouldn't want to play with you. Or play for you. Number three, going back to Canada, probably the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> Again, no reason why. Just, eh. Nah. Nah. Number four, the Chicago Blackhawks. Sorry, Chicago. You just don't do it for me. Nah. And number five. Number five. Hmm. What team is out there that I would not want to play for? Sorry, Colorado. I don't want to play for you. Again, no particular reason. High altitude. I just don't eh. okay. I don't think I could survive. You don't think you could survive with the thin oxygen up there on mile, exactly. mile high? I, I need my oxygen. See, this is actually going to be tough for me because I've thought about this a whole lot, and it's more than five teams for me. It yeah. really is. And, uh, but Schittsburg is definitely on the list. Um, from now on, that is how I will refer to you guys as Schittsburg. Um, just a heads up. We might be lo- losing uh, listeners in Pittsburgh, but eh, oh well. Yeah. 
Maybe we gain more in Poland now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Finland. Uh, or Finland, yeah. Uh, so Schittsburg is number one on the list. Uh, most of them are in. Most of them are actually in Canada. To be honest with you, I don't want to go to Canada. Um, and, and for me, it's the cold. I know how weird that is to say because we love a winter sport like hockey. But for me, it's just I can't really. I, I can barely handle the winters that we have here in the metro Cincinnati area. Yeah. But up there, it's got to be a hundred times worse, and you have to be a special breed in order to handle those. So my other my other four would probably be Toronto, Edmonton, Montreal, and uh, I'll say Ottawa. And that out of all the other ones, I could probably do Vancouver. Vancouver would be okay with me. Um, Winnipeg, it's farther north. It, it is more north up there than toronto montreal and ottawa but i mean it's just an incredible fan base in winnipeg so i think i could stick it out there maybe maybe if i lived in the metro area of winnipeg i didn't have to go that far between yeah. like the apartment my apartment and the uh, skating arena or whatever but montreal french canadian i don't want to learn french uh ottawa it's the capital i don't want to i don't want to live in the capital uh i, I don't even want to live in the capital here in america but Canada, no. Uh, Toronto, sworn it's it's an enemy. It's in the division with, uh, or was in the division with Boston. So, not going there. And then Edmonton, I I I don't want to waste my good years in Edmonton. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, if I did have to play for a team in Canada, I yes, they're a rival, and you might hate me because I'm going to say this, but. I wouldn't mind playing in Toronto. And I might take back the Vancouver thing because Vancouver is a, a good city. I might have to switch it to Winnipeg. You know, so Vancouver, there's a lot of awesome DC um, television shows filmed in Vancouver. Mm. So it looks like a decent city. <laughs> and, you know, I wouldn't mind hanging out with Stephen Amell. And if he's in town. If he's in town, you know, you know. I know, I know, I know for fun fact, Stephen Amell is an L.A. Kings fan. Yes, he is. So, shout out to Stephen Amell, my favorite uh, actor. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would probably have to play, I would, I would rather play in Vancouver than Winnipeg. So, sorry Vancouver fans, I take what I said back. It's Winnipeg that I don't want to play for. Now, I mean, the more I think about it, though, I mean, yeah, those are, it's mostly Canada. It's, yeah. it's Pit, it's Schittsburg, almost said Pittsburgh, Schittsburg, uh, plus the four Canadian teams. I can handle, I, Calgary, and then, oh, geez, just, I, I would ask my agent, do everything you can not to get me to Calgary. Well, see, and, Vancouver- uh, but Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg would be the three teams I could handle, I would have to, or could handle or live with. But the, when I think of U.S. teams, I think of don't don't send me to Florida uh, Panthers, don't send me to the Arizona Coyotes, don't send me to the L.A. Kings. I don't think I would survive California, um, or California wouldn't be able to handle me. Um, Seattle, it, once Seattle becomes a team, uh, to be honest with you, I think I would probably try and live on the other side of the border because I hear only bad things about Seattle. So I'd be like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna live on the other side of the border in Canada, and then I'll travel both, yeah. both I mean, ways. Vancouver, Vancouver is pretty close to Seattle, or yeah. whatnot. So, um, that, um, 
Philly, eh, maybe. New York, I mean, the more I think about New York, I'm just like, ugh. It, it, it'd be another state that I don't think I could handle uh, or could handle me. Um, Columbus, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Columbus. I wouldn't mind Nashville. I wouldn't mind Colorado. Colorado, I could do. That. I've, I've been to Colorado. It's beautiful. I've never been it, to Colorado. It's no. beautiful out there. I love it. Far, farthest west I've been is Indiana. Uh, farthest west I've been is California. <laughs> so, I yeah. Far, farthest west I've been is 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 it like Indianapolis, Indiana is about as far as I've gone west. So hmm. I know I need to travel more, but I didn't do a lot of traveling when I was younger, and now we're in a pandemic, so. You can't travel. Well, you can. You but... can. It's just a matter of how far you want to go and what you want to put up with. Exactly. I was about to say, like me and me and my wife are thinking about vacation and uh, this year because we didn't take a vacation last year due to COVID. But uh, Florida is not sounding bad right now. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather be in Florida than where I'm at now. No, I was but... about to say, I'd rather be in Florida too. So. So. All right, guys. Is that it? Is that yeah, our, is that I, our last call? That is our last call. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for staying with us on this episode. We went uh, about eleven minutes over. We'll call it overtime. Uh, we we went eleven minutes into overtime. Uh, be sure to if you're not Max Kellerman, uh, but you are a fan of the show or want to be a fan of the show, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Drop the Gloves Podcast on both. Uh, Mike uh, gave our uh, uh, was it account tags for uh, Instagram. You can find us there too. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever it is available on Anchor, uh, Apple, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and still working on Google. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, probably probably don't even need Google. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yep, be sure to subscribe to the show, like it. Listen to it, share it with your friends, and be sure to catch us on social media. Mike, you got anything? Well, I think you covered it, buddy, but, you know, just keep keep listening to us, guys. We're, uh, we're trying to get a following. You know, if like Charlie said, if you love us, keep listening. If you want to share us with friends, share us with friends. But on that note, we're signing off. Y'all have a good weekend and an awesome week ahead. Yep. March Madness is coming up, baby. Cannot wait. Thank you for joining us on this fully loaded, fully loaded show. And have a good week, guys.